Let's start. Ladies and gentlemen and everyone in between, this is the Citizen's Prerogative. Thank you for joining. In times like these, being a citizen is a big job. Thank you for joining us to celebrate the virtues of self-rule and cover the state of our republic. This is Citizen's Prerogative Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Michael Piscatelli, and joining me today is the illustrious Raymond Wong Jr. Say hi, Ray. Hello, hello. So happy to be here. So Citizen's Prerogative Podcast is brought to you by The Citizen Do Good. Actually, it's not. It's just Citizen Do Good. It's not the, um, so strike that from the record. Uh, Will the real citizens please stand up? We are here for the sake of our republic. So for today's episode, this is episode one, season one, and we have a standard docket up, at least standard for episode one. We'll see what comes with episode two. But the first topic we have is making the case for this podcast, uh, help the listeners understand why we're coming out to them, what we're going to be talking about, and why we care about it, and why they should care about it. The other topics we're going to cover include the case for democracy in our republic, something light and sweet and cheery for you listeners out there. And we're going to wrap it all up uh, with covering a topic about putting in the work of hard talk. Um, Another real uh, lighthearted, giggle-filled round of discussion. I'm sure Uh, Ray has an amazing way of figuring out how to inject comedy in even the darkest of places. That's why we're such good friends. You have uh, set me up for uh, to try, try to live up to that standard. I'll, I will do my best. Uh, it has been greater than ten years uh, a relationship with uh, with Michael, and I think one thing we always did is we we always bored people out of the room with our conversations. We always wanted to talk about um, the greater threats, the existential threats, the the other nations in the world, and what are they doing and and uh, even in our community growing up, we met when we were 15 and 16 years old. Uh, and, uh, and most people just didn't have the interest in having those types of conversations. Uh, so we were proud loners in the sense that uh, we definitely always uh, had these debates and we're just excited to uh, take it to the next level and share it with uh, individuals like yourself. Thank you, Ray. So that's a good way to uh, egress or embark on the first big topic, which is why we're doing this whole thing. We've, we're, we want to plead our case out to the Citizen Do Good community or the community we want to build around Citizen Do Good and how citizens' prerogative is a vehicle, is the voice of Citizen Do Good to help uh, lasso people into uh, falling in love with the Republic and the idea of self-rule. Um, you just touched a little bit on our motivation. I mean, it's deep, it's mutual, and it's long-standing. Um, and, and we've spent a lot of enough time on Earth. I mean, it's all relative, but we've, we've spent enough time on Earth. We've met enough people. We've had uh, 
enough conversations at this point where we both realize it's important to become vulnerable mm -hmm. and it's important to start putting ourselves on the record and doing it in a very intentional way in a thoughtful way um, to affect hopefully affect some change so that's what it's all about to me and i mean i think you agree what, what, what else would you add you ask what is the motivation yeah you know to invest time money uh, away from work you know I, i'd rather be gaming frankly um or uh, you know or maybe some people drinking I, i'm not a big drink man myself but I think that as, as citizens and, and as myself, I, I stood back and, and I always told myself, I know that someday someone's going to rise to the challenge and, and be that leader and speak for the people, speak to the people, speak for the people. Uh, and, it, and I don't necessarily see it happening. So it's almost like you are thrust into an opportunity, right? I, I talk a lot of game uh, and such in regards to uh, what I think is doing the right thing. Uh, but that's within my social circle, right? So, so taking it larger, being vulnerable, as you said, um, is really the, 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 the next frontier, if you will. We just can't believe there aren't more people out there who also feel compelled um, towards this direction. And, and what this direction is, is something that you're gonna, we hope you all will gain a much greater sense of as we, as we continue on, as we keep having the discussion. Because it's not simple, it's not straightforward, it's, it doesn't fit in a nutshell. It's not a soundbite. So. If I, I think really starting out early, like within the first, uh, let's get it without, within the first 10 minutes of this podcast, it's, we're looking for anyone who believes in the best of what uh, enlightenment has to offer and the audacious hope of collective betterment through self-governance. So what is that to say? Like, what, what is that? How can we wrap that up in, in a nice little package? Um, it doesn't matter who's right. In these pol political games, we've all been dragged through. We've all experienced it uh, generation after generation. It is a, it is a tug of war. And the tug of war is, has always been with the people in power. And our interest is to bring everyone into the fold and create a place of not judgment, but of enlightenment and debate. And that means all thoughts are welcome. And that is really what we try to create of the safe space we'll try to create here. So first off, let me say again clearly, there's no judgment. I don't care who you voted for. This organization is not interested in who you voted for, necessarily um, the, the, the parties or those types of affiliations that exist out there. Um, all we're interested in is you, the citizen. And I'd say maybe your, your motivation, like, yeah, the result of it being you cast a vote one way or another, but why? What's, what's more important is why, because we know when, when people cast their votes in the system we have currently implemented, it's um, it's among the it's among choices that have been served up for people. So it's hard every time you want to paint generally paint someone who votes for a particular individual one way or another with a broad brushstroke. But the truth is, is people's motivation for picking the one of two choices they were given is as broad and varied as as we are as our as as each of our truths are um and so you know that's 
we, we kind of have to lean into some of that complexity and the only way to get to it is, is through the discussion. So we're not looking at everything through aggregated poll numbers. Because mm. <laughs> uh, people don't vote, we're not voting based on aggregated poll numbers. And, and, and I think it's refreshing that polls aren't really working anymore. I think maybe it's uh, a sign that we, you know, we've, we've, we've drifted too far apart. Yeah. And, and history repeats itself, Michael, because, um, you know, they got polling wrong again. It just, it, it, it comes closer in sync, but eventually technology and society outpaces uh, polling. And you saw that when the socioeconomic changes happened with the telephone, right? When the, when the polling institutions moved towards the telephone, they were only polling the well-to-do, the socioeconomic class that had that telephone and it was a foolish mistake and again how modernization has the risk of continually leaving um, those those with less advantage behind and I'm talking about it continues to happen today the technological advantages that are available in the cities of the United States of America are not available in all regions why I think that's that's going to be a, a good one for us to explore as we, as time goes on, um, well, it's good stuff. So, you know, bringing it back to who, who cares, <laughs> who, who cares about the podcast? You know, I put it down some notes, just trying to think, you know, in business, you always try to think about target markets and things like that. But at the end of the day, you don't even have to go through any kind of gymnastics to figure out who this should matter to, because it's really, it's anybody who believes in, celebrating all of the freedoms that are protected under law. Um, anybody, you know, who wants um, common sense limits on, on anything for the sake of peace and prosperity. I, you, there's some logical tests we've got to be able to apply to things. Um, but anybody who's out there who wants to live in the version of the United States that they imagine more than the one that's here, I think our message is for you. Um, I'm a historian at heart, and um, I do believe that history teaches you a lot. So I'd say that history, no matter who you are, what you like, how much you know, you know, start with history. And it's a subject that is really, uh, really can take you in and dive into that that school of thought. And I think that that's one of the things that if you look at th those components, it gives you a lot of answers. Now, the complex thing is that in today's society, we only want to go so deep um, in regards to, you know, perhaps a tweet is our big challenge because that's about the attention span of, of, of our citizens today. So we are saying that there's, a, there's, a, there's an extra layer behind that and we're trying to get there. So those who are interested in the history and its effect on today and how it's affecting us in our everyday lives is, is those who would be interested. Yeah, a thought occurred to me when we were talking about the polling data and some of the limitations of technology and, and especially when you're using it as a tool to understand society. Um, I think I thought of it like fishing, you know, it, you can only catch fish as good as the net you cast. Right. You're, you're, when you cast your net, that net, what you cast as a net is, is very much going to determine 
in certain ways what you're going to catch. And when people are doing polling or anybody's doing any kind of statistical analysis, you have to remember in order for them to have conducted that analysis, they had to have cast a net to collect the data that they're interested in analyzing. And so every time somebody casts that net, that net has already been defined and it already has limitations. It's only so big, it's only so wide, the holes in the net are so big or so small. So anything bigger or smaller is gonna get through. I mean, so you just think about it in that model, part of the reason why polling has failed or Twitter, or look at any of these things that are really end up becoming myopic and they don't know it or care about it mm -hmm. for one reason or another. And so we have to be very cautious about these things. And ultimately at the end of the day, our system was designed and built, you know, uh, of and among people and people connecting. Um, and so if we have any limitations or barriers, um, whether it be high speed internet or other things, um, accessibility to 5G, etc you know anytime there's a barrier then it's going to make it more difficult or retard the a rate of progress that we could otherwise have as a community so let's use i mean our our goal with citizen do good especially too i mean this podcast is to get out um to listeners to get the ideas out there in an accessible format and then citizen do good being a platform where we hope to bring together the community around these ideas, the enlightenment, you know, putting the constitution, you know, back at the center of discussion, the system um, we all live under, uh, I think is, is pretty critical. So uh, in any case, yeah, we're, we're hoping this, we can extend this into a platform and then you'll hear more about other projects like CivicSphere um, and, and other activities uh, that, that we have planned. We have lots of big plans, uh, but first things are first, and this podcast is top of the list. Anything to add on that, Ray? The, you know, the one thing I want to be clear on to our audience and, and those of you who have joined us, and if you stuck on this long, thank you. A um, couple key points to kind of wrap up some of these things here. Um, Michael mentioned statistics. I don't know about you, citizens, but I'm sick of being referred to as a statistic. Uh, I don't like the idea that only 1% of my fellow Americans die, and that's acceptable. When did it become acceptable for a fragment of our families, friends, um, our business partners, whatever it may be, to, to die an untimely death. And this happens in so many different facets. It, folks, I am not talking about a pandemic only. The American dream includes a nightmare, a statistical nightmare. And uh, we've glazed over the history, we've glazed over the numbers. Uh, when you talk to those pundits, uh, they speak about how, oh, only so much percentage die, so it's, it's not a big issue or X, Y, Z, but how come we're, not talking about the percentage that died and why and what we can do to close the gap. Uh, it's because that if you settle for the status quo, uh, then you will, you will get that. And in, in achieving the good or, or achieving the next level or philosophy, if you will, is asking what can we do for each other? Well, what can be better? And this is the kind of space uh, we want to create that, that space where there is um, free thought, engagement, and asking uh, how can we create a more perfect union? Amen.
that's as good a prayer in my book as any. With that, I think this is a, a good time for us to pause and uh, have a message from our sponsor. Fulfilling a dream where all possess an intrinsic love for self-rule that is reciprocated with equal justice under the law, Citizen Do Good values all of the amendments of the Constitution, along with the original core documents. It forms a framework and an operating manual for the Republic and provides the means to change with time. The time is now to deeply re-examine our current implementation of governance for the dawning of a new day. We are a proud sponsor of Citizens Prerogative, a major partner in spreading the good work about civic love and the power of change for us all. This was a message from your sponsor, CitizenDoGood.com. Please check out CitizenDoGood.com. Join our newsletter to stay up to date with the latest podcast postings and blog postings and any other projects we have going on. You'll also be invited to support us through our Patreon. And in addition to that, we have a shop. You can check out all the latest Citizen Do Good merch that's available on the web store. Uh, we're always looking at expanding offerings there as well. So there's several ways for you to support our mission, and we certainly hope you will join us for the journey. Thank you for that sponsorship. You know, we we, we really appreciate that. And and just to remind our listeners that, uh, you know, Citizen Do Good is our uh, is our overarching organization, and that is your overarching organization, if you will, all of us. Uh, how much? How many times have you given to a campaign, and, and that money goes to oblivion, right? And I and I think about that. Uh, and when I think about giving to an organization like ours, and and sure we are we are for profit, we are completely transparent, um, but we are going to use our our power for good. Like most for profit companies, they generate revenue, and the question is, what do you do with that? And Citizen Do Good is here to be successful for you and, and for your success. So I think it's very important that we always remain transparent. As we continue to grow, you're going to see all kinds of different uh, projects popping up because it is not going to take one podcast to change this country. It's going to take projects, it's going to take systems, it's going to take, it's going to take you and all of us coordinating together. And it, it can't happen over one podcast. Uh, uh, that'd be magic, but we're not here to create magic. Uh, we're here to create a f fact. And the good news is, is we won't be doing it alone. So we've already uh, been reaching out and I've identified other partners, um, organizations and groups that uh, are, are doing good work in their own spaces. And so, you know, we, we want to be a vehicle to help amplify a lot of that as well. Because it's all about, at the end of the day, our goal is for this to be all about taking action and helping you understand what action you can take um, above, above and beyond what you might be doing to, to donate to a nonprofit or, or um, things of that nature. I mean, we, we really want to uh, in, imbue in everybody, all of our listeners or anybody who participates in the community, an innate want, desire to participate in a new and different way um, to, to help move the Republic forward for all of us. So thank you, Ray. It's, it's exciting to be able to start previewing some of this stuff. So let's go ahead and move along topic two. Uh, we're probably running late on time. I'm not keeping as close tabs as 
I should be, but that's okay. It's like um, this is a pilot episode. Ah, something like that. We're we're just cutting our teeth here, people. We appreciate your patience and your support. So this next topic is about the case for democracy in our republic. And that statement in and of itself is actually loaded, which is not something that we like to do. We want, we want everything to be very clear, um, candid. But democracy in our republic is very much to the point because you could replace the word democracy with other forms of rule. Um, you know, oligarchy, monarchy, um, despotism, you know, you, you name it. And, and we are really, really keen on promoting democracy for our republic. And, and there are some, you know, sharp, sharp cats and dogs out there that will be quick to point out, we're not a democracy, we're a republic, and this, that, and the other thing. And it's exactly right. I mean, it's, you know, if this is a car, the, the, instead of calling it a car, we would call it a republic. And the type of engine is the type of economy we might have. And then the chassis is, well, you know, how, how does the steering wheel, how do you connect to your steering wheel and all that stuff? Well, that's your chassis. Um, and, and so you've got options in that chassis, whether it's a, a democracy or some other system for um, how you hold everything together, uh, mm-hmm. your, your people, your laws, your economics, uh, your culture, your society, or pluralistic like ours, or whether you don't want to deal with pluralism because it's messy and difficult like some other nations out there. So in any case, you will always be hearing us making a case for democracy um, and a case for the republic. Uh, they go hand in hand. The Republic is the best chassis, the best vehicle, the best car out there um, for delivering democracy to people. And the economic models that we can pick and choose from to deploy in this system is uh, is pretty amazing. And and we really don't take enough advantage of that. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a lot of competitive advantages with our with the way we've structured the Republic. And uh, we're we're sleep, we're sleep at the wheel a little bit there, but I, I feel like I've digressed, so I'm going to stop. Well, you know, I'm just going to say, to sum it up, if it, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. At, at Citizen Do Good, our great organization, and here on this, uh, this podcast specifically, we are not here to change the system. Um, uh, if you think about it, the system is, is quite well made. Uh, we're talking about the Constitution, of course. Anything outside of the constitutional framework is a social construct that we've laid on top of it. Citizen do good as an organization and citizens prerogative is all about challenging the cover that we've been given because it was set up a long time ago before a lot of us were born. So all of us need to come out of the womb fully and see the light for what it is and notice that someone took hostage of our constitution and overlaid it with a whitewash that is not working. Uh, In light of our recent election, our division, tell me what's not working. It's that we got too far from the Constitution and everything else on top of it, party politics, etc., is is diluting uh, the water and, and creating a dangerous chasm between us and the Constitution, the people and the Constitution. Yeah, that's exactly right. And and the further we get away from the Republic, the the more opportunity there is for things like fascism or, or other ideologies to to meander in there, right? Well, they're not just meandering in there, let's be clear. <laughs> uh, they're worming their way in because they are self-interested institutions that really enjoy power and don't want any 
kind of authority being questioned. Um, and our republic was founded under revolution because mm -hmm. we weren't accepting the authority we were given. So everybody, please keep that in mind. No kings for this country. No kings. And no authority. Actually, the only authority you have in this country is by elected or appointed, and it's a complete subject. It's subjective to the people's acknowledgement of your power. So, Self -rule. so nobody has power. Self-rule. That's right. yeah. That comes the back to the definition. Yeah, the virtues of self-rule is we are we are representing ourselves. <laughs> we don't need a. We don't need a spiritual leader. We don't, you know, we don't need a strong arm dictatorship leader. We don't, we don't need any of that because we have each other um, and we're in it for each other. And, and when we become separated from each other, we become separated from our system, then we do lose our power. Um, I just want to read a few notes here. Like, you know, the founders left a promise for us yet to be fulfilled it's and they gave us a framework to accommodate all of the change that we need to make some of the changes we were touching on um, have not necessarily been for uh, bettering how this thing operates there are some self-serving self-interested um, parties that have gotten into the mix and and that's both true um, outward as political parties, but then there's a lot of subservient or excuse me, uh, subversive organizations that operate behind the scenes as well. And I, I like to think that's what people really are referring to when they talk about the swamp in Washington. It's all of the behind the scenes extra stuff that's been added on as, as people try to create a system above and beyond which was established for their own benefit right oh that's a lot that's a mouthful it, sorry it's riff with and let's just say here michael that we will do our best to get the historical connotation uh, context right as well team a uh, team that's my business side coming out um audience uh, it's important that please know that we understand that when the constitution was put together when the founding fathers put this nation together they were in the depth of compromise that swamp that existed was created when we did appeasement for slavery and that's just here that that is that is now part of the government and part of its achilles heel if you will because they wanted to preserve the union which meant preserving slavery for the first part the adolescence of our of our union yeah, and unfortunately, that, that was allowed to persist long enough that um, there are repercussions through to today in so many ways. And um, it's, you know, it started as an economic model and it continued. Um, so it was politics, economics, and I would even say religion. Um, and so all of those institutions are big and slow to change. And we need to recognize where they've come from the journey they've made and it's not over by any means and it's not going to be over anytime soon until we pick up the mantle and make the decision um, to move on from that time and not move on from that time in a way where we forget about it but where we really embrace it honestly openly with candor that we actually have one history of this country um, and not separate histories that every organ every every different group 
has to pass down among their own people. Um, I think if we're going to embrace pluralism properly, we need to embrace all of the truth, all of the facts, all of the history, because it teaches us a very valuable lesson about our capacity. I mean, you might look at some of the oldest religious books on earth and they're full of stories of inspiration, of sadness, of um, horrible, horrendous things, but it's, it's teaching us stories and lessons about the capacity of human nature um, and things that we need to be cognizant of and be aware of, you know, if we let things go off the rail, we have the capacity for that to happen. Um, and we, we need to be vigilant. So it's interesting to see that even after the most recent election, half of America is still comfortable with the idea of a despotic fascist type uh, originalist uh, republic where, you know, authority and control is very much concentrated in the elites. Um, we think of the elites today as a different group of who they were when they were the founders, but the founders were a very tight knit group, small group of people <laughs> and they you know they they built the original version of this country for them um but they embedded in it a hope and a promise and they you know the possibility that it it could be expanded upon which is what we've seen but um we haven't finished it's never done to build a more perfect union has no finality to it they've they never gave us a goalpost and that is the american obsession uh we are obsessed with goalposts and we don't like the constitution we don't think about it because you can't really beat that game can you it's it's too it's too philosophical it's too it's too broad and in that sense people don't want to learn about it we like things that we can do post you know you post something on social media you get a like you play a game you get a cookie right so um this 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 environment of uh, a finality is is our detriment it's the it's the american nightmare and i'll probably say that a lot and by the end of this but I hope, hopefully there'll never be an end, but people will constantly quote how many American nightmares I've quoted. Um, that's, but this is one of them. <laughs> one, of, one of many American nightmares to come. Thank you, Raymond. <laughs> uh, so uh, I think we can close out this topic. Um, I mean, we didn't really cover much about why democracy is important as it is, you know, maybe we covered very much the case for the Republic and, I mean, it's messy. Democracy is messy. That is why people don't like it. I mean, that's the root of it, right? I mean, we've been, we've maybe said it different ways about different parts of this, but, but democracy really is the only way that, that really enables freedom. So, you know, you think about the Republic, the only way people, everyone has a chance to feel free under the Republic is if we've all bought in We've all bought into the same set of rules. We're all going to play the game together. But once you see that certain people either start out or are getting different advantages or whatever it is, then you feel like, oh, nope, this is a raw deal. This doesn't seem fair. Um, and so the, the democratic part about it is saying, hey, we all agree to the rules and this is how we're going to govern um, versus a small group of people coming in and telling us what to do. <laughs> a small group of people coming in and telling us what to do that we do and, and we're with you we we feel you we we the media 
um, the manipulation, it's all there. Nobody is discounting you, um, but it's because everybody has an agenda and we have to find a place where we can express thoughts and express what's good for the people. And, and because if we do not unify, we will not accomplish anything. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, remember that social change, major social change movements are, are relatively slow in the United States. However, when we do have a major inflection point, we get great leaps of change. And who are at the front of that? You do not see the people in power driving this. It is grassroots. It's you. It's me. It's Michael. It's all of us. It's all of us organizing enough to say, look, this is a big enough issue. We decided this. We are inviting you to join the conversation and start to develop the unified chorus because I think there is a few things we can agree on. And if the government can't get their priorities together, uh, the citizens are here to help. I wanna say that the founders had it right. I know this is challenging. I know this is going to be difficult, but remember the founders were challenging God. When the founders set up our great nation, they were implying that the king is not anointed by God. And in fact, the king, um, does not have to exist in the country for the world to exist. And, 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 you know, I won't get the quote perfect, but Thomas Jefferson was the one who indicated, what a surprise, that the sun still rises, though they don't, they're not ruled by a king. And I think it's important to note that if you're thinking what a challenging, uh, what a challenging uh, 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 road this is, or what a long road it is, just imagine the founders, they were challenging God. I, that, that Raymond, I, I can't touch that. That's gold. And it's true. I feel like we should, you should have broken out into a little bit of Hamilton there. I'm going to sing it at some point. I almost did to start it out, but you went right into content. So. I did. I did. So um, let's go ahead and wrap up this segment with uh, ways that people can take action. And it's, I don't know how immediate it is, but one of the things we had captured was um, about having hard conversations in appropriate ways, you know, for the place and time we're at um, and, and waiting for the right time is no longer a luxury. And I, mm -hmm. I think at the third segment we get into, we're going to talk, you're going to have an opportunity, Ray, to tell us a little bit more about having the hard conversations, which you've been experiencing and even start coaching me a little bit and how I can better um, uphold the mantle here. So, um, any, any words of wisdom for taking action in this space around, um, democracy in our Republic? What can I say? Um, for better or for worse, I have the luxury of uh, having a lot of people who have confided in me for their career, for their personal, um, issues, matters, and, uh, it's it's been a gift it's been a curse it's been all of the above because sometimes it's a lot to carry your own stress uh, let alone those of other individuals um, but I think that what you have to remember is when someone does express an opinion to you be it wrong right um, ignorant it, it does not matter when somebody expresses an opinion to you they have then become vulnerable and what we forget as a people is that when someone has opened up to you, the proper thing to do is to begin a dialogue. But too many times, 
We are obsessed with categorization in this country. And we say, they just made a comment that was unsavory to me. Therefore, I categorize them as B. And therefore, I will not talk to them. And I apologize, ladies and gentlemen. You think you're efficient. You think you're smart. But you're actually quite simple. If you hear a differing opinion, leaning into it and listening first and speaking second is the strongest tool you have. Tell people, you don't have to say they're right, but say you don't judge them. You don't have to say you agree. You can, you can say, I appreciate you being vulnerable and sharing that with me. You don't have to educate them. You can say, please let me know any questions you have on the other side, for lack of a better word. You know, if, it, if, it, if you're talking about sides of a, of a conversation, you know, if you're on the opposite side, don't tell them your piece. Offer your piece. You don't force people to drink water. You lead them to it and you remain open. And guess what? From stories I've heard about a black man interacting with the Ku Klux Klan itself, you know, and he, the, the, actually the leader of, 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 a, of the Ku Klux Klan, and over time becoming a friend of that leader and eventually changing to the point where he left the Ku Klux Klan. That did not happen, that did not happen overnight. It took, as I understood, uh, multiple years, like probably around 20 years. And Michael is our um, officials guy and he'll keep me always honest. Um, I speak from the heart and, and, and folks, I t intake a lot of information. So if I'm getting it wrong, I appreciate historians weighing in because it, it takes all of us to get all of the information right. No, you're, you're pretty spot on. I was, I was uh, visualizing who you were talking about because I think it was recently in some headlines um, for good reason. Thank you for that. Oh, there's more to come too. <laughs> so here's a, here's a, uh, a bonus moment. Um, so Ray and I were talking about there'll be uh, these spots during different episodes and depending on what it is, how standard it is, or, you know, if it's going to be a completely rotating feature, but for today's episode, I have uh, for our bonus moment, we break for insights. So this is something to kind of break up some of the discussion it can get, we know the topics can get pretty heavy uh, and we want to share as much, um, you know, as we're learning and going through this experience and sometimes not everything we learn, not everything that's insightful is germane to the podcast or necessarily citizen do good. Although I will do my best to come up with a very product manager way of um, tying everything together <laughs> at some point. But here's today's We Break for Insights. Recent entrepreneurial pursuits have begun to reinforce in me a sense of pushing forward into and through uncomfortable space. Learn what you can, take action, learn more, take more action, repeat, and don't stop. The only bad momentum is no momentum, so keep moving. This is the spirit from which I'm drawing to make this happen. Thank you, universe and Ray. <laughs> so one of the things I've been learning is uh, don't let the perfect be the enemy of good enough. Don't worry, you'll fix it, optimize it, and enhance it if it's worthwhile. Change can be the friend uh, of, of being stuck in the fabric of space-time. Um, I don't know why I put that in there, but it's true. I mean, 
we we have no choice but to be stuck moving forward with the fabric of space time it's where we live and die ah mm-hmm. uh, but much like a wave can be a friend to a surfer time can be our friend too we just have to learn how to roll with it and acknowledge it's always going forward so you better start taking a step because if you don't take a step before long you're just standing still and here we are this is a big step it's a big leap it's what two years it's probably two years now for the podcast in the making for the podcast but uh, we want to be clear to the audience that you know the 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 original project civic sphere um helped us uh, nest a lot of the ideas and how we would operate as an organization the idea that we're not going to divulge into party politics and um get into talking points and 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 fun facts uh, just to elude the situation uh, that was all created almost five years ago and so um, the evolution has been five years but then two years for the specific podcast and the specific structure you all are enjoying today. Um, and of course, all of our projects remain live and they have dif- different specific motivations, uh, which we'll cover in time. I, I hope, I hope people enjoy this. <laughs> is that, is that an insight? I mean, we, we hope that no. you enjoy it and, and we hope that you know, you'll you, let us know. And, and you, what you'll find is we are, vulnerable to your input and we are interested and if you think you have something to to add to this conversation you know please uh let us know uh, we encourage you to become involved or become part of the organization um, which is a good first step uh, but in general uh, we are very interested in the people's opinion and how we're going to get there together is going to be all part of this mission thank you raymond so here we are now we're at topic number three um last topic for this episode speaking of putting in the work via hard conversations we're going to invest this last segment in walking the talk verbally walking the talk with words i I don't know how else you do it but um, nothing like stating the obvious if it gets uncomfortable, then we know we're walking it. If it's not hard, then it's not work, people. So who cares about this? Ray, who cares about hard conversations? You are in luck. If I am nothing but controversial, especially in my workplace, um, I, I've started to have the tough conversations. It's, it's been interesting uh, because I come across people from multiple sets of the aisle, but I have been working with a, a, a very, very diverse team of individuals to build a strategy for, uh, for having a conversation. And I already said it, right? Step one, the person's vulnerable, so don't attack them. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't give your opinion, right? And, and anything like that. But um, I think that the good news is that I'm not gonna be able to teach you this stuff in, in a day, right? So that's the bad news um, or one podcast. But the good news is this is going to be an ongoing conversation. And as I grow, you will grow. Um, I think the, the, the th- thing to be that's important is I am, I am rekindling friendships and I'm losing them uh, in real time. So um, I, it's hard for me to say anything else, but uh, I only think that I'm effective in the sense that um, we're having those tough conversations. And, and those individuals that I'm not talking to, I, I open to talk to them again in the future. It's all about 
timing and it's all about when people are ready. When are you ready to have a genuine conversation and not throw propaganda around? No, that's, that's spot on. I, I agree. Um, some of the notes I had on here about who cares, I would would make the case that everyone should care. I mean, I think at least at least we should all care. Um, those especially uh, who should care are people who don't think that they have to invest any time in this skill. This we call it hard work for a reason. These conversations get the blood going. Um, they they are. It's the fight over flight fight or flight response, the amygdala um, joys that we get to experience. Our physiology does not always work on our behalf in this newfangled environment that our bodies find ourselves in. Um, we are operating on very, very old hardware and we have to understand how this hardware works because again, the environment that the hardware is operating in isn't the one that it grew up in. <laughs> <laughs> to put it without getting into anthropological evolutionary discussion. But I, I think everybody needs to care about having hard conversations about yes. having crucial conversations, especially in the moment, having crucial conversations in the moment is always the right thing to do when you have the skills and you know the right way to do it. Letting waiting, letting things fester, all of that is no, no good. And, and plus you've missed the opportunity, the opportunity you keep referring back to, that, that opportunity, of that moment of vulnerability, that is it. That is the time to strike, which is a terrible term for it. But the truth is, is that's when you have a chance of making that connection. Um, and if you don't have any practice, if you don't have any skill, um, you don't have you know, you're, you're the first time you're surfing a wave. Really? You're going to go out on a big kahuna? No, no. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Come on. You don't, you don't take on uncle, uncle Biff, you know, it, at the, at, at Thanksgiving, you know, who always had a different opinion than you and you just run into him and you say, ha, now what? Um, really that's our flaw, right? <laughs> um, that's our strategy in, in the United States for, for discussion. And it's an extremely flawed strategy. We do it in business all the time. We try to gotcha and corner people instead of really collaborating. Um, and, and that's what we're kind of trying to get away from is this, this gotcha idea or you sitting in an echo chamber or agreeing about the same thing amongst the same people all the time, it's, which is extremely dangerous. It really is. It's, it's important for us to be able to get back to a place where we can be candid, where we are all um, capable and able to execute, conduct, and restrain our free speech for the benefit of all of us, right? Like earlier, Ray was yelling at me because I wasn't recording some valuable content. Um, up, and, and we touched on this a little bit where it was like, well, there's an awesome responsibility that comes with free speech. Well, A, to keep it free, but also when to use it, when not to use it. You know, you have to be prepared. Yeah, you have free speech. You can say whatever you want, but you have to be prepared for the ramifications. You know, you have to be prepared to, because people are entitled to their own reaction and they're entitled to their own uh, free speech and response. You know, if you, I think of it, 
Uh, for me, everything always goes back to Star Trek. We'll have to touch on that at some point. But <laughs> no, if you're flying through space and you're all, you know, you're in a ship and you all have phasers, like, don't come out guns ablazing. You're going to get shot up too. What's what's the point there? You have to you have to be a little bit strategic. Yes. Um, and, and we need to really get back to that. We need to get back to the art, the honorable art of conducting free speech. And we, we deserve it. You deserve it. The citizens deserve it. And uh, to pr practice free speech, um, we are here to help um, in so many ways, uh, you know, uh, like improving any other skill, you've got to have that practice. And we are committed to that practice. And you're going to see us actually implement it right here um, because people will come I, I presume we will have people on this show in the future. Let's, let's call them guests. We will have guests. <clears throat> I do believe, I know that we will have guests in the future who cannot stick to the prescribed structure. And it's going to be challenged because we have been conditioned and trained to uh, basically barrage the other party with facts and names and brands to make sure we can uh, pummel people into submission and that won't be allowed and what we will try to do is as respectfully uh, and as candidly coach them away from the divisive language uh, so we will be living the example, but it won't stop there. Uh, we plan to do all types of engaging events, including, uh, although it's not been finally approved by any team, uh, I would like to see us do Facebook Live and other type of engagements where you can actually give us live feedback or ask questions. Tell us about your challenges. And, and Michael, myself, and our growing team will be here to help you through, uh, through closing the divide. It's a messy work, but somebody needs to do it for the sake of our republic. So I think on that note, um, that's a good way to wrap up topic three and, and all of the discussion that we wanted to have out there today for episode one. I think this has been lovely. So here's a call to action. I won't say that every episode, just this time, because I'm new. I'm new here. <laughs> For additional information on this and other episodes, head over to citizendogood.com and click on Citizens Prerogative. While you're there, register to log in and leave a comment. That's where the community action is going to happen. We'd love to hear from the community, and that starts with you. So please log in and log on and, and, and leave us comments. Um, and while you're there, check out all the other goodies we've got going on. So with that, I'd like to say that we've been your hosts. I want to say thank you to Mr. Raymond Wong Jr. And thank you to Mr. Piscatelli. It has been inspiring. Yeah. Yeah, it's been something, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd also like to take an opportunity to give some special thanks um, for uh, our intro music. It was sampled from OK Class by Ozzy Jock. Uh, we have that under Creative Commons license from freemusicarchive.org. Other music provided royalty-free through uh, Festilian Studios, Inc. And we'd like to thank you, our listeners. We saved the best for last. You're the best and you have been for years. Thank you for your support. We know it's painful and we love you.